This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Democratic members of Congress are calling for a former Trump appointee to be charged criminally. A cyber workforce bill makes its way to President Biden's desk. And the EEOC and the largest federal employee union are locked in a dispute over the agency's return to work plans. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Members of Congress are asking the Justice Department to pursue a criminal investigation against former Interior Secretary David Bernhardt. Two leaders of the House Natural Resources Committee sent the referral yesterday following what they say was an extensive investigation. The letter intimates there's evidence Bernhardt overruled career officials' decisions in order to approve a real estate development in southern Arizona and that political donations played a role in that decision. Bernhardt told the Associated Press that the allegations are, quote, a pathetic attempt by career politicians to fabricate news. The new location of U.S. Space Command has been under contention. Now a report says the move was legal and within reason. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. Some lawmakers accused the Trump administration of foul play when the military abruptly changed the future location of U.S. Space Command from Colorado Springs to Alabama. The Defense Department Inspector General report didn't make any judgments on political influence. However, it did say the process for choosing Huntsville, Alabama was legal and reasonable. After reviewing the report, members of the Colorado delegation say they still think there's reason to question the military's decision for the move. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Trump Hotel's lease is changing hands. The Trump Organization has finalized a deal with the Miami-based investment firm CGI Merchant Group, which plans to convert the building into a Waldorf Astoria luxury hotel. The General Services Administration recently approved CGI as a qualified transferee for the lease to the old post office building in downtown D.C. The lease became the subject of lawsuits and congressional investigations during the Trump administration. Congress and courts debated whether former President Donald Trump's financial ties to a federal lease violated the emolument clause of the Constitution. 15,000 federal firefighters are one step closer to seeing expanded workers' compensation. The House passed the Federal Firefighters Fairness Act. The bill deems heart disease, lung disease, and certain cancers as caused by work duties qualifying for workers' compensation. To get compensation, the employee must have worked as a federal firefighter for at least five years and must receive a diagnosis within 10 years of employment. Paramedics, emergency medical technicians, and rescue workers are also covered. The bill passed the House 288 to 131. A key cyber workforce bill cleared Congress this week. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more on that. Cyber pros will soon have the chance to pursue more opportunities throughout government after the House passed the Federal Rotational Cyber Workforce Program Act. The Senate has already passed the legislation, and it now heads to President Biden's desk to be signed. The bill will create a civilian personnel rotation program for cybersecurity professionals, allowing them to more easily move between agencies. Lawmakers say it will strengthen the federal cyber workforce by giving employees more opportunities to broaden their professional experience and foster networks across government. Justin Doubleday, 
Federal News Network. The FBI goes with a cyber expert to oversee the Bureau's intelligence analysis. Tanya Ugaretz will lead the FBI's Directorate of Intelligence. She is a longtime intelligence analyst. Her current position is Deputy Assistant Director in the FBI's Cyber Division, where she oversees national-level cyber policy, analysis of cyber criminal and national security threats, and partner engagement. Ugaretz also served as the first director of the Cyber Threat Intelligence Integration Center within the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. The former assistant director of cybersecurity at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency sold his company and has been named the CEO of the one that bought it. Brian Ware, who was at CISA for about two years, sold Next5 to Looking Glass Cyber Solutions. Terms of that deal were not disclosed. Next5 is a business intelligence and strategic advisory firm. Ware now will become the CEO of Looking Glass, which is a thousand-person, $1.25 billion company. Looking Glass recently won a $14 million other transaction agreement deal from the Defense Innovation Unit to take its tailored cyber threat intelligence data platform into production. Two large government contractors go to court over accusations of stealing intellectual property. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Appian Corporation won a $2 billion award from the Circuit Court in Fairfax, Virginia, after a jury decided that Pegasystems violated the Virginia Computer Crimes Act. Appian, which won about $10 million in federal prime contracts in 2021, claimed Pegasystems hired an employee of a different government contractor who passed them trade secrets about Appian's product. Pegasystems, which won more than $9 million in federal prime contracts last year, said they disagree with the verdict and will look at options to overturn the decision. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Postal Service is facing yet another challenge to plans for its next-generation vehicle fleet, this time from Congress. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Democrats on the House Oversight and Reform Committee approve a bill that would require USPS to conduct a new environmental impact statement. That document accounts for the costs and benefits of electric and gas-powered vehicles in its future fleet. USPS says the legislation threatens to hold up 50,000 new vehicles it's already ordered. Committee Chairman Carolyn Maloney says USPS underestimates the benefits of electric vehicles in its current environmental analysis and lowballs the future price of gasoline. The Postal Service should be leading the charge to reduce carbon emissions and green its fleet. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Workers at the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission will return to the office at least one day a week starting May 16th. After a month, in-person work will go up to two days per week for EEOC employees. In response, the American Federation of Government Employees has filed an unfair labor practice complaint, saying the EEOC did not finish union negotiations before announcing the reentry. The agency is using 2022 reentry plans as a test run to inform changes to its in-person work policies for next year. And the Marine Corps is making more of an effort to keep Marines and their families in the same geographic station as long as opportunities for career growth exist. The plan is to keep units together longer so they'll be more cohesive and mature in their skills. The new policy also has the added benefit of allowing Marines and their families to build routes in areas they like. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.